This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Pew, pew, pew. Welcome to another digital sim. Pew, pew, pew. My name is Fro. With me, I have Luke. Pew, pew, pew. Hey, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. How about you? Oh, I'm fine, I guess. I mean, a little sick feeling, but... It's nothing like major. I think oh. it's just like the fall is coming, and it's maybe just allergies and shit like that. But I might sound a little stuffed up. Yeah. Before we started recording, we found out you have the loudest trucks in uh, the world, uh, just around your window. What did you call that? The, those kind of trucks again? Log trucks. Log trucks. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't I, I I don't think I ever seen a log truck. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Oregon, it's like a huge industry. It's it's gotten smaller at the logging industry in Oregon, but uh, even like when I was right. growing up in the '80s, it was the biggest thing here for sure. Okay, uh, what what are Oregon's uh, known for? Like, yeah, I would think if you you ask somebody. Like agriculturally, logging is a lot of it. Yeah, like because there's so many trees Mm -hmm. here. Uh, Probably berries, because berries is like a huge export of ours. We grow like a lot of the berries in America and Oregon, and then, geez, I don't know what else. Uh, Nike, probably Nike. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that Nike is from Oregon. Yep, Uh, the guy who invented Nike worked for U of O, and then. Uh, he, he was like from, a track coach or something. Yeah. Okay. For for what? U L U of O University of Oregon. Ah, okay. right. Because there's also Oregon <laughs> State University. So there's actually two major colleges here uh, that both okay. have football teams. So when when the football college football season comes around, that's like the biggest. You don't go on the freeway when Oregon versus Oregon State is happening because the freeway is just blocked in Oregon. <laughs> is it a lot of uh, rivalry? Like, you know, you know that uh, uh, rowing thing they have in in Britain, uh, Cambridge against sure, right. uh, yeah Oxford, Oxford and Cambridge, yeah. Right. Is it, uh, is it as bad as that? Is it that big a rivalry? 
it's traditional for when one team wins for the other team or the other fans to run onto the field and tear the gold post down. People have actually been very injured. <laughs> wow. Extremely injured from it. They've had to ban it, but it wow. happens every once in a while still. Wow. That's that's saying something. Yeah. yeah it's a rivalry for sure. <laughs> hey. If you listen to this, you should share this podcast because, you know, sharing is caring. We never ask you for a dime. We didn't ever, never ask you for money. If you want to give us money, you can contact Luke on Facebook and Twitter. But this podcast is free. All we do is ask you, share it with a friend. If you don't like it, share it with your enemy. <laughs> and if you don't share it, just share it. Because I told you to. Sharing is caring. Right, and we'll, we'll share right. a little bit right now because we're part of the Pod All the Time Network, and there's multiple other podcasts on there. Go on Twitter, find the Pod All the Time Network, and find the other shows in the network, and more content for you, and it helps us out. It does. Uh, I want to talk uh, to you about uh, Elon Musk before we start this podcast because we don't really have anything about him. Did you see the Internet uh, Today uh, thing about Elon Musk? No. Okay. He's being sued. You know that, right? Uh, yes. Yes. By this uh, uh, guy that he called a pedophile. Right. And Elon Musk is saying, like, uh, being called a pedophile is not a bad thing. That's his defense. Well, what I saw <laughs> his I... defense was was growing up in South Africa, being called a pedo, right. it was a di was different than uh, other places in the world. It's like the c word in Australia, right? The c word anywhere but Australia right. is a terrible word, right? <laughs> I think that's right. what he he's trying to get across. I don't know if it's true because I've never been to South Africa, but <laughs> maybe. But uh, let's go to the UK because... Uh, oh, I got something to talk about before we go into the main news. Oh. I don't know how you missed this. Roseanne on the Jerry on Joe Rogan. Oh, it was fantastic. What a crazy podcast. Oh, it was good. <laughs> oh, it was good. It was so freaking entertaining. It was so entertaining. I mean, she she's got this weird ability for me to completely disagree with her on everything and also uh, yes. understand where she's coming from, right? Right. I don't know how how it is, but I mean, I, I there are certain things I agree with her on, but a lot of her politics I disagree with her on. But super right. entertaining, nonetheless. Yeah, check that out. Uh, but now let's go to the UK because they have something called Bre Brexit. Never heard of it. Of this. Never heard of her. Uh, <laughs> no, never heard of her. <laughs> What's in the news? He's saying, uh, according to documents read aloud in Scottish court on Friday, so these were documents that were found. Uh, this wasn't. This didn't just come out naturally from Boris Johnson. But right. Boris Johnson says in his documents that he would seek an extension to the October 31st Brexit de deadline if no withdrawal deal with the European Union is reached by mid-October. The government mm -hmm. uh, document quoted in Scotland's Court of Sessions indicated jo Johnson intends to comply with a law Parliament passed this month that requires the Prime Minister to ask the EU for a postponement if no deal is in place by October 19th. 
The court's statement seems at odd with Johnson's continued insistence that he will not seek a Brexit extension. It's not clear how the government's plan to resolve the difference between Johnson's public stance and the position <laughs> taken in court. This this sound familiar? <laughs> Having a public position and a private position? I think that Hillary Clinton person had one of those. No, never heard of her. I mean, it's just cla- this is just politicians and their public positions and private positions is one of the bigger pro- problems with politics a lot of the time. Yeah. I'm, 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 I, I said it before and I, I will say it again. If, if Halloween comes around and the day after Halloween we have Brexit, I will be so freaking amazed. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think it's happening. I, I, <laughs> I will bet probably a lot of money with some betting companies that it will not happen. Especially but, after this. This uh, is, I mean, it, obviously right. the Johnson administration is trying to hide this, but... Uh, of course they are. It's very clear that all of his rhetoric, all of his talk is just that. It's just talk. Mm-hmm. But uh, is it... Is it for me? For me? For me? It, it, it sounds like uh, he will lose all credibility if he goes back to the parliament and say we want the extension. Because remember when when we watched all the the thing uh, the the arguments against him and the up uh, up and runner. One of his biggest arguments and one of the things that I think he won on was promising Brexit by October uh, 31st. And I must say, if they again go to the EU and ask for an extension, he will lose all credibility. Don't you agree? Well, and the EU has said time and time again that there is not going to be any more extensions. I mean, it, they right. they could still do it. It just because they said it doesn't mean they're not going to. But no, uh, that no. just because the they the UK government passed a law that says it requires him by the nineteenth uh, to seek some kind of extension doesn't mean the EU right. is going to give them said ex- extension. So, and uh, what's the date today? It's uh, the ninth. Yes. The 9th of October, so he has 10 days, more or less. Uh, to have a deal together, I guess, is what it is. Because if there's yeah. no deal together, yeah. then they have to figure something else out. Because of the those in two ten, laws they passed a few days, weeks ago. Right. Yeah. In 10 days, that will never, ever fucking happen. And, let, okay, let's say he gets a deal with the uh, EU. Here's the problem. Uh, it will have to go through Parliament. And guess who will vote it down? Everybody else, but... Yeah, but the, the thing is, now, remember, because that one young uh, P- MP moved over to, what, the Liberal Democrats? The Tories no longer right. have a majority in Parliament anymore. Yes, right. that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, okay. so they, uh, when they vote for it, they, it will not go through. Right, unless somebody jumps ship again, uh, depending on yeah. depending on the deal, I guess it's possible. Yeah. Hey, do you know the definition of a whistleblower? 
the actual definition, like out of a, a dictionary? Yeah, according to Wikipedia, it's a whistleblower is a person who exposes secret information or activity that is deemed illegal, unethical, not correct within a private or public organization. That's the definition of a whistleblower. Can you be an accidental whistleblower, do you think? A what? A presidential? An accidental. Accidental. Like, right. You didn't mean to do it. Ex uh, no, yes. I don't think you can. Can you be an accidental whistleblower? I think that would be okay. some. That would be called something different I, than, I a, whis than a whistleblower. A whistleblower is somebody who intentionally would would do it on purpose, right? Because they're they're blowing okay. the whistle. You can't blow. But, uh, you can't accidentally blow a whistle, right? So there you go. <laughs> Trip and fall on the whistle. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, there's a second whistleblower. That's right. Uh, after the White House officially listened to the, the President Trump's July 25th phone call with the Ukrainian president, which they described as. The, described the call as crazy and frightening and was visibly shaken, according to notes taken by the intelligence official who filed a formal whistleblower complaint after speaking to the official and others. ABC News has learned that t a two-page memo written by the whistleblower a day after Trump's call suggests that at least one aide to the president feared that Trump's own words in the call were damning. I think that's probably the lawyer, right? <laughs> <laughs> they act like it's some kind of secret thing. <laughs> According to the rough transcript of the call released by the White House, like, why don't they put his name right there? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Trump no asked the Ukrainian president uh, to launch an investigation into Joe Biden. Right. Mm -hmm. And his son, of course. Right. Uh, yes. Damn him. Yeah. Exactly, which, if you look into those things, they are legitimate problems, the, what was going oh. on with his son and, and, the, and the money oh, that was happening. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, again, uh, I, I think uh, I think Internet uh, Today did a fabulous video about that. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it seems like trouble is here to come and stay for uh, Mr. Trumpy Lump. Uh, I think this is all a big hoopla again. I think this is the same kind of hoopla as Russia Gate. This is Ukraine Gate now, and we're just moving. We've gone from one <laughs> uh, gate to another gate, and it's the same thing where uh, when you boil it down to Russia Gate, the reason we, mm. it was such a big hoopla is that Hillary Clinton and the DNC did something actually bad, right? Remember? <laughs> they yeah. actually did something bad. It was revealed. Then all of a sudden, Russiagate happened. Joe Biden, right. we find out, did something bad with his son, and then this Ukraine gate all of a sudden shows up, right? I, f I found it I interesting, actually. Well, go ahead. What do you think about this? Then we'll move to the next story because it has to do with this as well. Yeah, no. I, I think there's more proof for, uh, for for Ukraine Gate than it was for Russia Gate. I will give them that at least. What do you mean, proof of proof uh, of what? No, of of 
of something being shady of what Trump said and how he tried to use his power. Oh, you mean uh, on Trump's side? I I didn't know whether you meant on the Biden side, because there's two sides to this and both sides are doing something bad, right? (laughs) It doesn't matter if you're looking at Trump or you're looking at the Bidens. They both did something bad in this situation. Trump did something bad, but he did it in a way... I said that to somebody uh, the other day. Trump is an idiot, but he happens to be really smart at being a terrible person, right? <laughs> so he did something bad, but he he did it in a very smart way where there was no quid pro quo. There was no, no technically anything illegal that happened. He did something bad, mm-hmm. but he did it in a really smart way. Does that make sense? Where... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The other side of it, maybe it wasn't as smart, a little more obvious, a little more, uh, you just, uh, took money from one, one place and, uh, for political favor, right? So, uh, did Trump do something bad? Yes. Did the Bidens do something bad? Yes. Uh, but I think it's interesting, this all coming in Ukraine, right after Ukraine gets a new president, right? I know, yeah. Why is that interesting? well, because uh, that uh, election uh, was kind of in in, uh, in the news because Russia uh, are very interested in the Ukraine and also the Ukraine president is a comic. And not only that, he is a, a socialist, <laughs> bro. Yeah. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> right. Socialist? He's a comedian and a socialist. Uh, who all of a sudden now we hate Ukraine when they got a socialist president. I'm not going to connect one and one here and say two, but, you know, we went down after Venezuela and the next place we go after is Ukraine. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but. First we take Manhattan, then we take Berlin. Yeah. This guy won by, with 75% of the vote in Ukraine, Fro. Yeah. He was yeah. a very popular president. Uh, presidential candidate. Yeah. And comic. I'm not sure how funny he is, but I find it funny. Well, but, uh, apparently he's has... got a very popular TV show. And the TV show, actually, yeah. believe it or not, Fro, was the concept of the TV show was this guy who uh, a video gets shot of him or something, and uh, he decides, I'm just going to run for president. And so kind of art imitating life. This guy gets really famous from his TV show and then ends up running for president and winning. Uh, very interesting. Or is it pro- programmed, uh, that thing that we talked about? Uh, right, uh, predictive programming. Right. It, it's but, uh, possible. Yeah. He's uh, in some kind of trouble in, uh, in Kiev. Okay. The Ukraine president uh, Vladimir Zelensky's troubles has just begun because uh, 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 the administrations uh, appeared willing to go to please U.S. President Donald Trump on depleting uh, diplomatic capital he needed to end a deadly conflict with Russia, repair the Ukraine economy, and improve his country's corrupt reputation. Kiev clearly didn't win any points from this situation. Oh, you you don't say. Penta Center analyst 
Vladimir Vesko, uh, the head of uh, the Ukraine think tank, said Ukraine now uh, has to worry about uh, not to become a toxic partner of the Western leaders. Uh, Western leaders turn away from. It's especially important as uh, Zelensky prepare uh, for a summit of the leaders of Russia, France, Germany this month to bring peace to the eastern Ukraine, where 13,000 people died in the five years of fighting between pro-Moscow separatists and the Ukraine troops. Right. And this is, has a lot to do with why the United States is involved with this whole Russia thing to begin with. Is be Well, it has a lot right. to do with oil, really, and where the Ukraine is right. positioned uh, in between... Uh, the UK, where Russia was making a lot of its money before all the sanctions. Mm -hmm. So, do you think this is a continuation of the of uh, what will come out in, in the days to come? Will there come more shit about this very popular president? Do you think? Because Russia wants to smear him or change him? I, I think both sides want to smear I, I mean, him. Yeah. I think yeah. both sides have a reason to uh, not like this guy. And I think it has to do with his political leanings. Uh, it seems like what I'm reading here, he it says text messages from his campaign staffer to the Trump administration uh, said that he would... Uh, Maybe not the president, but this person said that they would exchange some type of investigation for a meeting with the president. So that could be, I mean, right. that's kind of bad, I guess. Unless, yeah. well, I mean, offering it and having it actually happen are two different things, I suppose. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, the one that we hope is going to win over Trump. Uh, because the Sanders uh, has been in the news. This is from The Hill. Lobbyist Pan Sanders' proposal to end corporate donations for party conventions. What is this all about? Right. After uh, Bernie Sanders got out of the hospital this week uh, having a heart attack. Um, yeah, right. And being attacked by the media for that. I don't know how you. I don't know how people can attack you for having a heart attack, but somehow they said his campaign didn't release information early enough to the press or something. Right. right. So they were they were acting like he, it was a big cover up. That was what the news was. Bernie Sanders covering up his health, uh, but they did release it like a day later. Um, Bernie Sanders' new proposal to prohibit corporate funding of party conventions drew sharp criticism from lobbyists on Monday with some arguing <laughs> the move would discourage cities from offering to host uh, gatherings or political gatherings. Sanders' plan unveiled Monday by Democratic presidential candidate would be a corporate a ban on corporate contributions to the DNC uh, in Milwaukee or the Democratic National Convention in Milwaukee next July if Sanders is the nominee. If he becomes president, Sanders vows to shift the to mandatory public funding for Democratic and Republican conventions. Uh, I, I, I think this is a great fucking idea. And of course, of course the lobbyists 
are going to be against this. It says here, it's like seventeen doors. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, it's like saying, uh, news, news. Uh, uh, fire doesn't like water. <laughs> uh, seven. This says here, 17 donors funded about 75% of the 2016 Democratic National Convention, which included donations of more than a million from companies like Comcast, uh, Peco Energy, AT&T, Facebook, and Bank of America. Right. So, yeah. yeah. That shows you right there that where this money is coming from, and it's these big, giant corporations, 75% of it. Uh yeah, I th- I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. I don't know who could go against this idea. Uh, the lobbyists. <laughs> right, and the lobbyists and the other politicians that are making money off of those lob- lobbyists. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, it's a good... Dem yeah. uh, debate, the next one is next Tuesday, Fro. So we'll actually be able it to is. watch it the day before the podcast instead of the day after. <laughs> wow! Something happening the day before the podcast. Wow. And Sanders <laughs> is saying he's going to be there. Uh, he's taking a break right now, obviously, but he's going to be there for the debate. Tulsi right. Gabbard's going to be in the debate, so it should be a good debate. I'm really looking forward to this. Oh, they're and... definitely going to question him on, on his health. I mean, it's I'm I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter, and I still I think it's optically a, uh, it's a hard one to get past. Oh, of course it is. I totally agree. A man with a heart attack is a hard buy. I can understand that. But I think he it's going to give him ammo as well because he's going to be when they call him out, say something about him having a heart attack, he said he he can just uh move over to Medicare for all and say, "Well, if there was Medicare for all, I wouldn't have to worry about any medical bills or anything when I had my right. heart attack, right?" So it's almost a talking point he can use, which is a bonus. Oh yeah. I, I I agree. So, um, we had a, a state budget here in Norway. Uh, critics blast the Norwegian budget for small change measure on climate. Uh, Norwegian opposition has criticized the government proposed the budget for letting down young people by not doing enough to reduce the country's uh, climate impact. Climate organization has always spoken uh, out uh, against the uh, budget that was uh, presented on this Monday. The financial plan for 2020 pledged 7 billion uh, kroner for climate initiative, including investment in research, forest and uh, sustainable fishing, NRK uh, reports. Increasing taxation of CO2 uh, emission fuel deductions and ex, ex uh, pensions from emissions charges, investments in zero emission sea travel are amongst the specific measures. Uh, Two hundred and uh, 10 billion kroner will be spent on the, uh, by the government on climate research in 2020. Uh, 138 billion kroner increase, increase compared to 2013. So you would think that people were happy about that. <clears throat> uh, 
but the budget does not provide enough spending overall and the government is coming up short on international targets according to critics estimates currently project that Norway will reduce its uh, emissions uh, by 12 percent uh, by 2030 a long short way from the 40 percent pledged uh, which the country uh, committed to in the Paris agreement the shortfall uh, will be made up by pur purchasing carbon credits according to NRK All right and so looking like the Socialist Party and uh, the Green Party are both uh, opposed, well, not opposed to it, but they have problems with this this uh, budget. Right. But the problem is uh, we have a government now that uh, are in in uh, in charge because they have the votes in every party. So right, yeah. But I um, I I think I think uh, that. Uh, reducing emissions by 12% instead of 40% is a big leap. And purchasing carbon credits, it's like buying ourselves out of the problems and not really doing anything uh, about it. That's my two cents about it. That's and, how I feel about it. Like and giant corporations who are polluting, it's like it's yeah. a give or take with them because they could be like, okay... Let's just pollute, and then we'll spend this money if we're going to save more polluting, right? right. We'll, we'll spend the money on the credits, but if uh, we can just pollute and get fined, and the fine is even less than we're going to make on uh, the amount of polluting as opposed to not polluting, we'll just take the fine. We don't right. care. We're a multi-billion dollar international corporation, right? So. Uh, I n I don't think those credit things work at all, be just because of no. uh, how giant corporations are. I totally agree. I've been seeing uh, a really interesting thing lately from like conservative mm -hmm. people who don't believe in climate change. Uh, over the last okay. few months, I've started like f from commentators I, I watch or, or read, uh, moving from not believing in climate change to having this new spin, fro that I've started to see, which is, uh. Yeah, cl uh, climate change might be real, but the real problem is overpopulation. That's what's co causing climate change, not uh, us polluting. But doesn't population... W aren't they hand-in-hand? Hand? Right, they are. Yeah. Yes, but they're saying if we had less people, uh, there would be less pollution, right? So, I, I mean, it is well, true, but it's kind of a cop-out. <laughs> Yes, it's technically true. If we had a million people in the world all together, we will we would pollute less. That is, yeah, okay. exactly. Now, now what? <laughs> you got to kill off uh, a few billion people, right? <laughs> yeah, kill them all. Uh, so. Uh, two weeks in a row, we have kept you an update on this controversial red meat uh, uh, report. Uh, we talked about it uh, two weeks ago when it came out. We talked about it last week. When uh, I think it was just last week. I don't remember talking about it two weeks ago, unless unless you did, and I don't remember. I think you did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm I'm remembering wrong. But anyway, we have an update. 
about the controversial red meat report. What is it? Right, the surprising new study challenged uh, decades of nutrition advice and gave customers, uh, consumers the green light to eat more red and processed meat. But what the study didn't say is that the lead author has past ties, to, uh, research ties to the meat and food industries. I think we yeah. said that last week, <laughs> right? I think so as well. Uh, yeah. The study, which also appeared in Annals of Internal Medicine, was paid for by the International Life Sciences Institute, an industry trade group largely supported by agribusiness, food, and pharmaceutical companies whose members include McDonald's, Coca-Cola, PepsiCo, and Cargrill, one of the largest beef producers in North America. You know what I said last week? I said, I have a feeling somebody here is getting paid off by the beef industry, and that's exactly who it is. <laughs> fucking asshole it's so it's just so silly that it's so obvious that you know that yeah, i was able to I, call it out a week beforehand and i like i'm just some idiot like at my house right so <laughs> it's so blatantly obvious so, i don't know how they think they can yeah. get away with these kind of things anymore it's like you know back in the day before the internet you could say oh climate change or the oil and gas companies could say oh climate change isn't real but now they can no longer say that because we've seen the studies from back in the day when they actually did the studies and found out it was real and then went out and lied about it. Right. This is kind of the same thing, except it's just uh, so obvious and stupid because everybody knows the the health risks that are associated with processed meat, right? So, yeah. Remember when the government gave you cigarettes because they thought it was good for you? That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. Did that happen in America? Uh, 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 during war, yeah, you would. You, oh you right, right. You ration with, with cigarette. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you have an iPhone? No, I've got a uh, Android. I have an Android and an uh, iPhone. Maybe that's why, why I'm bisexual. <laughs> that makes sense after reading this story. Mm -hmm. uh, Russian yep. man has launched a lawsuit against Apple claiming, claiming his iPhone app turned him gay. He says that this comes after an incident involving gay coin <laughs> cryptocurrency, which I've never heard of. He said he suffered moral harm. He, he is asking for 1 million rubles or 12,000 pounds, according to a copy of the complaint. Uh, homosexuality was decriminalized in Russia, but gay... Prejudice is widespread. Uh, right, so what happened? In a suit filed on the 20th of September, it's claimed that a cryptocurrency called GayCoin was delivered to uh, delivered via a smartphone app, but rather than the Bitcoin he had ordered. Uh, the cryptocurrency is basically vir virtual money, right? So he was supposed to get Bitcoin, and somebody sent and paid him with GayCoin. According to the complaint, GayCoin cryptocurrency arrived with a note saying don't judge until you try uh, the thought in truth how can I judge something without trying I decided to try sa a same sex relationship he said <laughs> <laughs> I now have a boyfriend and don't know how to explain it to my parents <laughs> Uh, 
Uh, it says Apple has not responded for a request for comment. I don't even know how they could sue Apple because it's this it's a it's the gay coin that he's claiming did it. It had nothing to do with the Apple at all. This is killing me. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Wow. Of all stupid things I have heard of in my entire life. Uh, wow. This means this means everything stupid I have heard in my entire life. Oh, and that made you gay. Oh, well. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> right? Uh, I don't even move on from this. <laughs> it's like, where, where, where do you go from an act made me gay? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, um, Trump thinks uh, it's uh, cool to be stronger together. Let's hear that. This is Trump who Trump tells the truth. I never thought I should be quoting a British Conservative Prime Minister, or a former British Prime Minister, but I shall. Cameron, from Great Britain, said, we stand stronger together. He said that during the debate whether Scotland should be independent from Great Britain or not. Well, you know the story. Scot- Scotland chose to remain in the, in the Europe, in the Great, Great Britain, sorry. And the story tells itself. That was a good idea. Well, the English and the Scottish have a hard history uh, against each other, but standing together on many things, it was a good solution. There was one issue in the news that didn't come very clearly last week, that the UN is now nearly bankrupt. A lot of nations not pay their bills to the UN, especially the United States. Well, UN is very much popular in the United States as long as the UN do what the United States does. But with more nationalism and the UN not always agreeing with the United States, that did shit up happens. But a lot of other nations also have their fault when it comes to the UN. We can also criticize the UN because it's not perfect enough. They didn't do enough in Rwanda. They didn't do enough in Bosnia or Kosovo. But think again. UN is the only thing we have. Should we break it down and create something new, or should we make it better? I think the best solution is making it better. After the First World War, they tried uh, something called the League of Nations. It didn't go very well. And what happened? More nationalism, more trade wars, communism, fascism, Nazism, and end up in the Second World War. After the Second World War, even... The biggest enemies found out the UN was a good idea, and it has been for the last over 70 years now. If the UN doesn't exist, we have no fora to speak together. All of people think like we can have an agreement on the side, like we can cut out the European Union, we can cut out every, every international organization there is because they, they trend globalism. But globalism is also <laughs> good because it makes people talk together. European Union has kept the peace in Europe now for over 70 years. We have a generation of European who doesn't have ever experienced war. That was not the solution. That was not the truth before 1940. So again, the European Union 
and the UN and different other type of organizations are more important than ever. If we lose the UN, we can end up at the last time. And a lot of things seems to be that we go in that direction. Middle East, Korea, and so on and so on. The military budgets in the world now are nearly at the same level as it was in during the Cold War. We can have a big trade war against the biggest nation with each other. It should not be difficult to see that this is what happened before. This is is the history rewritten. Trade war, nationalism, and a lot of weapons. It never ends well. We should take a fight for European Union, a fight for the UN, and other organizations right now. What we need is, like James, like Cameron said, we are stronger together. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. That was uh, Tron telling the truth about stronger together. I half agree. I think UN has a huge part of of uh, what he talks about the being together. The EU, uh, not so much. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that he mentions that uh, Cameron's slogan, a conservative, incredibly conservative person, was stronger together. Right. You know who else's campaign slogan was stronger together? No. Hillary Clinton in 2016. Ah, <laughs> it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I forgot that. I think most people uh, probably have forgotten by now. <laughs> yeah. We have an email address. It's another digital citizen in one word at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. We have a Twitter account. What is our Twitter account, Luke? At Podcast ADC. At Podcast ADC, you say? Mm-hmm. Alas! Alas! We are also like uh, Luke said, part of Pod All the Time Network. Follow those uh, fantastic shows. They help us a lot. So, you have gotten a little message in the bottle. All right. Jeremy posted underneath uh, last week's show on our Facebook page. (laughs) That's another place you can put something if you want us to read it on the show. Just underneath the show, either on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, First, he actually says a few things here. So, Lily Singh's main YouTube channel hasn't been very active since she started. Seashell by the Seashore. Developing uh, the NBC show, her vlog channel, however, gets posts a couple of times a week. And he posts her vlog channel, which we didn't see last week from. Ah. Her main channel is full. Are, her main channel are fully written and produced skits, which takes a lot more time and effort, which she no longer has because of NBC. Uh, the vlogs are just a slice of life. And he says, yeah, I subscribe. <laughs> Uh, the choir director yeah. show is less like Mighty Ducks and more like Sister Act 2, which I guess is actually true. But... <laughs> That's perfect. But my, I think Mighty Ducks and Sister Act 2, the storylines are very similar already, but yeah. Uh... Yes. Or what's the other? Bad News Bears is another one I could kind of compare it to. Uh, yeah. I know people say 
farmers are the reasons for daylight savings time, but actually farmers don't pay attention to clocks. They just work as much as they, as much as long as they can based on available light, which I think I said that last right. week. So, uh, but I think he was correcting you maybe. Uh, the and he says the raw set looks exactly like Elton's John. Elton John's set from the tour last year in February. So I guess Elton John went on tour and he had like the exact same setup as the raw, the new raw setup. Okay. Uh, just to criticism about daylight saving, uh, it's more important in Norway than you will believe, Jeremy, because here we have something called, like, especially in the north, in the winter, there is no fucking sunshine for uh, many months. Right. So it, it, it is more important in countries like Norway and Sweden and Finland and Russia. Well, we have Alaska in America, so maybe in, in that part right. of America. Right. Right. So, it, it depends where we, where we uh, talk about. Hey, uh, Disney is reportedly banning uh, Netflix ads across its entire, entire entertainment uh, TV networks. TV and networks uh uh, like what look? Uh, it's HBO I, Max. Yeah, I don't see NBC. the list. Uh, okay, uh, HBO Max, NBC, Universal, QB. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, anything that Disney owns, uh, which Disney own networks like ESPN are also. Uh, owned by them, and uh, ABC. Yeah, I'm not seeing the list right here right now, but uh, there's a lot of... Disney owns a lot of shit. They own tons of stuff that you would never even right. think they own, and they're just saying anything that they own that's like a TV network or a streaming service is not going to run Netflix ads because they consider them a competitor. Uh, yeah. I, I, I kind of understand that. I, Are they going to run I mean, if Apple I was Plus doing... ads? No. That's my question. No. 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 Why would I? That's going against their... Anti oh, going against them too, but I don't see that anywhere in here, right? Like, uh... But, but, but that's because it's making a bigger deal of it, because Netflix is already, uh, already a competitor... What about Hulu? And, uh, are they going to ban I mean, Hulu ads? Or are they just targeting Netflix, I guess is my point, right? Are they only right. targeting Netflix because they don't like Netflix, or are they targeting it because it's a competitor? Because if they were tar targeting it because it was a competitor, they would also ban Netflix ads, which I don't see them doing. So it makes me think that they're only targeting Netflix because they don't like Netflix. Right. Does that make sense? I, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I, I don't think it is like that, though. But uh, I, I guess we'll wait and see. Oh, I see why we couldn't find it... the list that, we, that was here before. It says here down at the bottom, update. The story has been updated to include additional information and statements from Disney and clarification over which Disney-owned networks will run Netflix ads and which won't. Right, so we ah. were reading this a couple of days ago. And it had a big list, and they've changed that list. That's why I couldn't find the list I was looking for. That makes sense, actually. Okay. So there will be some 
some Network. some of them will, some of them won't. Is what it's looking like. Okay, okay. Yeah, I I I, I totally understand that it. it's competition. I, I don't really understand the big fuss about it. To be honest, I have I a mean, problem with it if they're only they banning are... Netflix. If they ban, if they also ban oh, Hulu I, ads, I then totally okay, agree. right. But, but but the thing is, they just bought Hulu, though. So oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that. Well, okay, then whatever yeah. other competitor, you know, uh, Amazon Prime. Right. Are they going to run Amazon Prime ads? Are they going to Amazon Prime? Right. 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 Perfect. Uh, here, here's the thing I never thought I would talk about before we talk TV. We watched Ellen DeGeneres' defense hanging out with her friend George W. Bush? What? Uh, the daytime talk show host uh, turned media mogul used uh, her platform Monday night to discuss hanging out with former president George W. Bush at a weekend football game, uh, Dallas Cowboys football game. There was an uproar when the pair were spotted, accompanied by Bush's wife, Laura, and DeGeneres' wife, uh, Portia Rossi? Rossi, in a stadium... Uh, Sweet, enjoying a cowboy, enjoying the Cowboys taking on the Green Bay Packers. And so people had a big problem with this as far as her hanging out with, you know, a war criminal who was blatantly against uh, gay marriage when he was president. No, I, I totally get that people are enraged by this because, I mean... Uh, being in company with somebody that's against you so much on everything is like it. It seems a little like weird. I think a lot of people are more making it uh, the idea that there's uh, there's a uh, higher echelon of people like the super rich that politics and all these other things it doesn't matter to them because they're super rich and it's more showing like the classism where all these people care so much about um you know a republican versus democrat but when you get that rich mm -hmm. it's no longer a thing it's just rich and poor it's no longer republican versus democrat republican versus democrat is only a thing for poor people rich people all they're all part of the same big club like carlin said for like george carlin uh, he says uh they're all part of the same club, and me and you, Fro, are not in the club, right? So right. these two are in the club, and that's what everybody is seeing and, and making reference to it. It has a lot to do with the fact that he's the opposite of her, where she's supposed to be this very liberal Democrat, and he's obviously this staunch conservative Republican. They shouldn't be hanging, <laughs> It's in people's minds, they shouldn't be hanging out laughing it up together, uh, which is one thing. I don't have a problem with people being friends with people of other political persuasions, but when your friend of another political persuasion is also a war criminal who allowed people to be tortured, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, TV! Uh, I will uh, admit something. Do you have a calendar in front of you? Look, you can write this down in the calendar. Uh, I will admit something. Okay. Uh, Bob Hart's Abishola is better than I thought it was. Was it? Did you watch the third yeah. episode, or you just went back and watched the other episodes? 
I've watched all three now. Okay. Yeah, I I really liked the third one. I think that sold sold me. I think it was the episode that really sold it for me. It was the best episode was, so far. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh, with uh, her being so, I don't know. What do you call it? Afraid or or worried about like? I think she's more traditional. She is. She's uh, she's in the mode of traditional marriage, and uh, her home like she's from Nigeria, where marriage is different than it is from in America and Norway. Her her idea uh, of marriage is much different than Bob's idea of marriage, and I think it was best kind of pointed out in the third episode where there's the two Nigerian yeah. women and the one African American lady, and she's they're talking to her about what they think of marriage and who like the order of mar- of who she should marry, right? That was the most interesting kind of right. point to make, uh, I thought. I totally agree. So, uh, I, 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 yeah, now I enjoy Bob's Hearts of Bichol. I didn't think I would say that. Uh, what else have you watched this week? Uh, I think we should start uh, at the beginning of the week with AEW Dynamite on TNT. Dynamite! Yeah, because I definitely did not sleep uh, over that show or something. But did you see it afterwards? Definitely. Yes. Uh, I will make the announcement now that I'm back on that wrestling show because of this. Uh, It made me like wrestling again. That's a pretty hard thing to do. Right. You told me on Sunday, and I was kind of like, oh, you're back. It makes sense, though, because... Why would have you been on the show when you weren't watching wrestling? That wouldn't make sense. But now that you're back watching wrestling again, it makes sense to be back on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about it, me and Bill, and uh, I'm back. And this is why. (laughs) This show is why. I, I think it is one of the best first episodes of a wrestling show I've ever seen. I, I I talked a little about you. You just said that you thought the second half was better than the first half. But that first match, I fucking loved. I really, really, really enjoyed that first match uh, with Cody. And I thought it was good, but I kind of considered yeah. that like almost pre-show because it felt like out of place in order, right. in the order of everything. I kind of felt like it was its own thing and then the show started but that was just me because it felt like it was more something for the fans who had followed up until this show uh, followed all the pay-per-views um i still kind of felt like the i mean the rating shows that this did well it did better than uh nxt did yeah but i mean that's not saying a lot because it's the first episode nxt has been on for a really long time i did kind of feel like there could have been more big surprises for a first right. episode. Uh, and also, I, I, I hate clusterfucks uh, fucks endings. That's one of my, like, I, I really don't like that. But saying that, I do think that ending was uh, 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 pretty amazing. I mean, it makes you want to watch next week. The other thing... Now that it's on national television and it's got a a wide open audience, uh, Mm -hmm. I was figuring they were going to do what they hadn't done up until now, which was video packages to build up these wrestlers who 
half the audience that's watching this new show probably have never seen. We got none of that, basically. We maybe got one video package about Cody Rhodes, who is somebody that, if you are watching this, you probably saw in WWE already. Um, I think Hangman Page is somebody you need to run a video package for, right? Uh, Correct. Yeah. I don't think you need to run a video package for Cody Rhodes. But uh, I think that those are little things uh, that they can fix over time. Uh, a new thing that I saw this week is a show called Almost Family about uh, uh, this doctor that uh, uses his own sperm in a fertility um, uh, clinic uh, and people uh, suddenly find it out that he has done this. Uh, and it follows one of uh, his kids uh, finding out that she suddenly has a lot of family. What did you think about this show? <laughs> I, I thought comedically it was pretty funny. Uh, the writing, on the other hand, the dialogue was a little wonky. Um, yeah. The concept for it is interesting, but uh, mm-hmm. a little strange in the sense that... Um, just instantly all these people came out of the woodwork. I mean, it's, it's the show, so it had to have happened, but it would take time for right. people to find out about this thing. It's just not like everybody in the world instantly knows that we're all connected by some kind of super brain that this guy uh, sent his sperm out everywhere. That part was a little weird, but yeah. overall, it's a kind of a funny show, but maybe not my cup of tea, so I gave it a four. Yeah, I gave it a five. It, it's uh, I like the dad. He's a good actor. I've seen him in many, many things. Uh, uh, but I totally agree with you. The dialogue is wacky and kind of weird. Anything else you watched this week? Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I caught up on Lodge 49 because the finale is next week. So I watched, uh, <laughs> what, five, five or six episodes because I was towards the beginning and there's nine episodes out now uh, so ten in total okay. but this episode or this season is one of the best seasons so far uh, it's kind of good the well the comedy totally came back Cheech Marin is in this season actually uh, oh. from Cheech and Chong yeah he, he's pretty funny in it oh. uh, the girl from always sunny in Philadelphia who uh, was like the love interest of the one guy in, like, the first two seasons, The Waitress, you know what I'm talking right. about? She's in it yes. this season yes. again. Oh. Uh, she's very funny okay. always. And it's turning a little more sci-fi a little bit, but it's also, it's it's riding the edge of sci-fi, where it's like, the things that are happening could be, ter- at the end of the season, turn into a sci-fi thing, or it could turn another way. It's kind of interesting. Um, overall, I'd give this season so far an 8 and I'm really looking oh. forward to the finale next week. I'll talk about it again. So I really need to see this show. <laughs> I haven't seen a single episode of this. I I don't know why. Well, not this season. You saw the first other the first two seasons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is this the third? Is y- this the second? This is the third. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I watched to see a show called Cake. I'm not sure how to fucking describe this show because it's uh, weird, weird shows. It's small bits of uh, 
It's an anthology show inside uh, small episodes. So it's small stories. Uh, it's, uh, some are animated, some are not animated, and it's all together. But it kind of works. It is uh, incredibly artistic and very... Um, uh, yeah, it's very out there. I'm not sure what this uh, show is trying to do, to be honest. But I, I really like it. I, I give it a seven uh, and a half out of ten. All right. I, I saw commercials for it and everything, but I just didn't get around to watching it this week. Uh, something. You sent me something uh, that we talked about last week, just randomly, and then you sent me the Shane Dawson documentary thing about. Uh. Why can't I not remember his name? Uh, Jeffrey Star. Right. Two part. At least I saw two parts. Is there more than two parts? Yes. No. Okay. Two parts. First part was more interesting than the second part, in my opinion. It felt like the second part was just oh. uh, pieces of the first part that got cut out, and then they just made a second part. I don't know. What do you think? I, I feel totally different. I feel uh, the first part was boring and the second part was very interesting about how things, how much thing, uh, uh, like how how much uh, makeup costs and things like that. I didn't know that. Oh, maybe that maybe it's just I already knew a lot of the stuff that was in this, so I wasn't. It wasn't right. as interesting. I don't know. I've worked retail and stuff in the past, so I know how much the yeah. like different things cost, like, uh, that other people wouldn't, I guess. Like, I know how much yeah. a really nice bra is, is insanely expensive. I have no reason to know that other than that I've worked in retail for a while. Right. Uh, I watched Mixed-ish because, uh, Luke recommended it to me. It is very funny. It is very good, and it is very interesting. I gave the two first episodes that I... No, the first three episodes, I think it is now, uh, that I watched. Uh, uh, seven and a half out of ten. I haven't seen the third episode yet, but the first two are very good. I mean, it's definitely trying to teach, like, kind of life lessons. It's one of those shows where you yeah. can wa watch it, kids and parents. It's a very family-oriented show. And it yeah. has Zach from Saved by the Bell all grown up, which I didn't realize until <laughs> Sunday when I looked it up. But I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. He's so familiar, right? You see him and he's like this super familiar. <laughs> I've seen him a hundred times, but he looks familiar because the last time I saw him was when he was, what, like 15 or something. I have three more shows that I want to talk about. Uh, what else have you watched? Uh, Mr. Robot. What, season four, episode one, uh, series, the beginning of the series finale? Mm hmm. Did you watch I have this? I've not seen this. Oh, you haven't seen no. Mr. Robot yet. Okay. Uh, no. Just following up from the last season, and this season, definitely they set up uh, something that is going to blow you away as far as the ending of this first episode. It changes everything. I'm not really sure where the hell they're going to go with the season after what happened at the end of the first episode, but I'll, I won't spoil anything. Nice. Uh, racing Dion on. Uh, oh yeah, Netflix. I did see this. I saw. Well, I saw the first episode. I just didn't write it down. I just totally forgot I saw it. Uh, well, I don't blame you because it's not that good. 
about uh, this uh, lady that has a young son that uh, has uh, superpowers and they are trying to keep it under wrap. I gave the whole season a 6 out of 10. It's not uh, that good, but it's not that bad either. It's uh, it's totally okay. Yeah, I give it a 5. I mean, the kid yeah. is a terrible actor, but he's a kid, so you can't yep. really... He's a kid. You can't yeah. be mad at him. Uh, what else do you have for me? Uh, let's see, anything else? No, I think that was it. That's all TV I saw this week. Okay, uh, then I will talk about Primal. You have to write this down, Luke. Primal, write it down with big letters, because this is Samurai Jack. If Samurai Jack was in uh, uh, when dinosaurs were around, it's a, a show with absolutely no dialogue. Okay, and it's a, it's a cartoon about this uh, caveman that befriends uh, a dinosaur, and you will fucking love it. All right, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I've saved the best question mark for that. I was kind of hoping that you had at least seen one episode of this. Because <laughs> there's a new show on Netflix. Look, it's called The Rhythm Plus Flow. Have you heard about this? I saw the thing for it. I, 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 I've been so busy this week, I, di- I didn't have time to watch it. Ooh, la la. This is something. It is maybe the most funny thing I have seen in quite a while, and I don't think they mean it to be as funny as it is. Oh, okay. It's, uh, Cardi- yes. <laughs> it's uh, Cardi B, a chance to rapper, and T.I. Harris that is searching for uh, America's new hip-hop artist. Oh. Yes, uh, and uh, the second episode is definitely the best because Cardi B, uh, well, the first episode is uh, hilarious because she's stoned out of her mind in the first episode. Really? Okay. I mean, like, like you that stone that you don't make any sense whatever you say kind of stoned All out right. of your mind. Right. In the second episode. Sorry? She could have been on pills or something, I guess, also, but who knows? Right. Right. Who knows? Uh, She's on something. Uh, But the second episode is uh, her uh, going to New York and and having (laughs) additions. It is is something. I will give it... I'm not, I'm not sure what, what to give it. I will give it a 3 out of 10. But <laughs> entertainment-wise, it's 8 out of 10. <laughs> okay, weird. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's bad, but it is so bad that it's funny. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So that's what I have seen this week. Well, we saw one other uh, thing. What else did we see? We saw Undone, episode four. Are you sure? Uh, I well, saw it. Did you I, see it? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm happy that there's more superpowers in this, but this 
show is kind of losing me now. It's it's kind of losing me. I did not like this episode at all. I thought it was... I didn't think it was terrible. Uh, Moving the Keys is the name of the episode. Alma progresses through training with her dad and continues to uncover information about his death. Uh, worried about worried by her behavior, Alma's mom makes her go to therapy. That pretty much right. described the whole episode, too, because that's basically all that happened. It was kind of a filler episode, um, but it did progress the story a bit. It's just nothing really super exciting happened. There weren't really... I mean, there were some cool special effects, just like all the other shows. But as far as, like, the last episode compared to this episode, uh, there's no comparison. This is the very middle of the season, Fro. So there's eight episodes. This is episode Mm. four. Uh, We have seen over time, when it comes to covering shows that you binge, we always see the very middle episode is usually the worst one. Right. But they put it there on purpose because you're going to have to keep watching anyways because you're binging a show. So, Right. It's it's not that it's atrociously bad, but I just found this episode a very boring episode. And I think, it, I think it's mainly because of two reasons. I think it's because what she tried to do with the, the keys, I understand... Uh, especially with the with the ending of this episode, I understand why why they're doing it in the way they're doing it, but it takes a lot of time. And like you said, it felt very like filler. Like that's why this is my least uh, favorite episode. I'm I'm still giving it a six and a half, but it's 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 not like in thrilling me to watch more. I think it also. I this is what I thought you were gonna say is the comparing it to the last episode. It's a lot worse. Which the last right. episode was pretty amazing. So I think your mm. the one problem you might be having is compare comparative. Where if you were to compare it to the second episode, I don't think you would have as big of a dispar- disparity between the two. If that makes sense. Right. I I totally get it. Yeah. What did you give this episode? Jeez, uh, yeah, I'll give it a six. Yeah. Hey, main event time. Uh, main topic. Uh, it was your pick. We are going to talk about five stand-up specials. Top five uh, stand-up specials. Our own personal top five stand-up up. specials each, I yeah. guess, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if any of us will have the same on our lists. I have a feeling at least we got to overlap at least once, right? Because there's some, I think so. There's some stand-up specials that, in my mind, are so iconic, or uh, maybe comedians. That's the thing. We could have the same comedian, but a different special right. as well. That could also right. happen. So we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, why don't you start out with your number five? Sure, I will. And it is Bo Burnham with Bo Burnham. Uh... Uh, this is uh, 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 my favorite, uh, my fifth favorite for many uh, uh, reasons. Uh, this wasn't filmed. This is only on uh, on CD or uh, streaming or whatever, so you will not find this. I I didn't. I did, this is the only one that you can't watch 
Um, on your list? On my list, yeah. Well, when we grew up, Fro, when we were growing up, there comedy specials were a thing, but, like, it was, at least for me, they were specifically usually on Showtime or HBO, which I never had as a child. I never had any of those premium channels. That's usually back in, like, the 90s, 80s, 90s. That's where comedy specials ended up. And then, I, we, at least for me, we got a satellite dish in Comedy Central, and Comedy Central had all these old comedy specials. I mean, when Comedy Central first started, it was mostly all just comedy specials, and I loved watching it back then. Uh, now right. it's not as... I think that ch channel has gone downhill since then, but... Um, but, you, yeah, when you think about it back then, comedy specials, most of them I heard on CD or something like that. Or mm -hmm. or I downloaded them from LimeWire or Napster. <laughs> so this is uh, it's a debut album. It's to disc album. Uh, it was also a DVD, but it was also uh, just containing his Comedy Central present special. And uh, all of his YouTube videos, so it wasn't really a, a, a video of the show. Uh, but uh, the one thing that maybe made him most famous was the song "My Ho My Whole Family." Uh, it was definitely the thing that propelled him into internet spar uh, stardom because it originally debuted on uh, YouTube on December. Uh, 21st 2006 uh, and uh, it it is one of the most like uh, hilarious I love uh, I love sing, singing comedies and I I, I, I I think he's very genius uh, with his uh, with his uh, comedy and I, I, I love singing and comedy uh, this came out uh, March tenth, two thousand and nine. I think I think when it comes to singing and comedy, it's like it, there's a very fine line where it can be good and where it can be very, where it can right. start to get really annoying if you do it too much. Uh, right. I think one stand up that's not on my list or anything, but uh, I loved as a kid, and now I, I've looked back at it and go, oh, it's not maybe not as good as it was when I was a kid. Is there was a Dana Carvey special. Uh, he oh, yeah. did for HBO, where he did <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. Uh, he did the broccoli song, which I when mm -hmm. I was twelve years old, the broccoli song was the height of comedy. It was the greatest comedic moment in my entire life. I look back at the broccoli song; it's the dumbest joke ever. It's a, it's not funny, like basically at all. But back then, I thought it was hilarious. But uh, uh, my favorite on this track is definitely the perfect woman about how he loves Helen Keller. <laughs> that is maybe one of my favorites but yeah Bo Burnham's uh, album Bo Burnham is my number 5 What's okay my number, number five? 5 I'm gonna go with a Netflix one that's pretty recent actually what was it from 2017 so just a couple of years ago I went with Judah yep. Freelander America is the greatest country in the United States which I've talked about before that is such a good one yeah, it is a fantastic stand-up government. Yeah, uh, I agree. at one point, I, I want to say it must have, well, obviously it was in 2017 when we did the our TV, you know, best TV shows and movies of the year. It was in my mm -hmm. best movies, top five best movies of the year. 
Uh, I think it's the only stand-up comedy that's ever ended up in any of our top fives for uh, over the last you know four years. Uh, we'll see, I guess, in a couple months. But uh, yeah, this, uh, like I said, came out in 2017. It came out right after the whole presidential election and how it's a lot uh, a lot of it is about how divided the country was especially in 2017 yeah. and i don't think it's gotten much better in 2019 to be honest but so Ooh. i still think this stand up would be totally relevant to 2019 2020 so yeah go check it out on netflix judah freelander america is the greatest country in the united states my number 4 is uh, dennis uh, Larry's no cure for cancer uh, this is my introduction to stand-up comedy, believe it or not. Uh, it was released in January 12, 1993. Uh, uh, the most famous thing about this is maybe the song Asshole. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it is so incredibly funny. I think his uh, view on vegetarians, cigarette smoking, drug abuse, and polit political correctness. In 1993, he talks about political correctness. And it's more uh, uh, more now. Um uh, in 2005, the DVD was released, but there was a television uh, version of No Cure for Cancer that was first broadcast in by Channel 4 in the United Kingdom on February 3rd, 1993. And do you know who had Ch Channel 4 in 1993, Luke? Who? Me! Little, little fro, I guess, yeah. Little fro, yeah. So, uh, no cure for cancer by Dennis Larry. Do you like this? Have you heard this? Oh, I've definitely seen it. Yeah, and the song is super famous. Yeah. I mean, I think people would know the song better than the the stand up. But I mean, he's famous as an actor even outside of stand up. You know what I mean? So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, my number four. I'm gonna go with. A 2007 stand-up, I guess. Uh, no Refunds by Doug Stanhope. Mm, good one. This, I remember seeing this and going, this breaks every rule of, of uh, stand-up comedy, but at the same time is the most hilarious thing ever. If this was a stand-up comedy in 2019, people would lose their shit. They would, there would people, <laughs> there would be people just... Dying in the street from uh, being offended by this, if it was 2019 when it came out, right? <laughs> yeah, I totally uh, agree. Again, this is a lot about alcohol and drug use and uh, people being offended by things. And it's just, this is just generally offensive on purpose, which mm -hmm. I love, but a lot of people get what, offended. <laughs> so there you go. I... I, I, I... I like when people offend uh, things with purpose, though. I I really enjoy that, but that's my personal opinion about it. I just I think know. it's changed over time. I think if you take some people that would be offended by it now and put take follow, or you had a time machine and you met up with them in two thousand and seven, they probably would think it was funny. 
but now they don't think it's funny. It's just a change in culture. Right. Yeah. My number three is uh, Eddie Murphy's delirious look. Uh, you maybe have heard about this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, great stand-up, horrible outfit. That's what I say about this. Yes. <laughs> that that red jacket is one of the ugliest things I have ever seen. Well, it's the whole get-up, the whole the hat, yeah. the pants, the matching pants. Every yeah, it's one of those things where you know you look back. Like at the time, it seemed like a good idea. Five years later, you look back and go, "What? What? What the hell was I thinking?" <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I had a very hard time picking between uh, Delirious and Raw, to be honest. Uh, but I think Delirious is more funny than Raw. But that's my personal opinion. I, I think both of them are amazing stand-ups. Uh, but this was released on VHS when back. Uh, back when that was a thing in uh, 1983 believe it or not uh, and uh, it has uh, it won uh, the best Grammy for best comedian album in 1984's Grammy Awards uh, it has a rating of Rotten Tomatoes on 83% and an average rating of 7 out of 10. I, I think that's a little low, but that's me personally. Uh, I It is uh, incredibly funny, especially the bit about how, how he uh, lures, uh, uses ice cream trucks to lure uh, children. I think that's funny. Okay, I'm going to go with mine. Uh, we're on number three, right? Sorry, I got lost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with number three, and actually it's one that I covered on the show last week. Stephen Wright, I Have a Pony, which came out in 1985, uh, recorded in San Francisco Park in West Chicago. It's uh, 40 minutes long. It was on a CD. This is one that there is video of it. But it originally came out on. It wasn't. It didn't go to like HBO or something like that. It originally was direct to CD, uh, back right. in you know back then, uh, and or I guess it would have been tape probably in '85, right? Mm-hmm. Actual tape. Uh, and yeah, this is one of those stand-ups that just is so much different. Stephen Wright is so much different than any any other comedian. His delivery, his jokes. Everything about him, uh, I, people have tried to copy him, but nobody's ever been successful at trying to cop and copy Stephen Wright's style ever. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to put that at number three. My number two, and uh, this is maybe one of the most uh, beloved stand-up comedy specials ever. It's uh, Richard Pryor's Live in Concert uh, from 1979. Uh, it is, uh, like I said, it's very, very, very beloved. I think it's, it's one of the most known stand-up comedy specials. Would you agree to that? Um, I think it's one of those ones that was like a change in the history of stand-up comedy. So it's known as one of the best ever in the sense, like, mm. it's like the Citizen Kane of stand-up specials where... It's right. it's diversive where some people go well. Citizen Kane isn't that great of a movie, but they're only looking right. at it from a perspective of you know entertainment, where people who are comedians can see 
Richard Pryor and say he really changed the game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, but it was a double uh, uh, album released in 1978, uh, and it was uh, entitled Wanted Live uh, uh, in Concert, and it was uh, recorded on other dates during the, the same tour and featured the same material included in the film. Uh, I, I, I saw it uh, this week uh, because I was looking up stand-up com- comedy shows, mm-hmm. and I have actually never seen this before, Luke. Oh, really? I, this is Yeah, this week was the first time I saw this, and I just fucking loved it. And I can't wait to see more of Richard Prayer, Prayer because, to be honest with you, I didn't know him that well. <coughs> so, okay. Uh... My number two. My number two, George Carlin, from 1999, You Are All Diseased. Uh, mm-hmm. It was his 16th album, actually. Uh, <laughs> Richard Carlin, uh, George Carlin, sorry. It's obviously one of the greatest comedians of all time. I think that's undeniable for basically everybody. Uh, and this is one of those oh, ones yeah. that, for me, uh, made me go... It kind of changed the way I thought about a lot of stuff. I think com- comedians, we find them as just, you know, the uh, funny people who, who tell jokes. But at the same time, certain com- comedy specials can be more of a uh, commentary on life than than anything else. And, and it can show you things. Com- comedians can be philosophers as well as uh, comics. And this is one of those mm-hmm. where his philosophy on life really comes through and change the way I look at a lot of stuff from this special. I totally agree. It's it's uh, definitely one of my favorites, and it was on uh, my list for the longest time. And I I now that you talk about this, I wish I had it on there <laughs> because it would probably beat Bob Bur- Burnham. But but Bob Burnham for me. Uh, was so important in my life as well. So yeah, it's our, it's, our personal top five. It's not top five yeah. of all time, which we could do someday, I guess. Yes, but my number one, and this will maybe not surprise you because I said it uh, not that long time ago. Because my number one is Bill Burr, Caper Tiger. I love this comedy special. It is just that funny. It is the most funny thing I have ever seen. I I, 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 I can't stop laughing when I see it. I saw it for, for a second time this week. Uh, just because I was in bad mood. And I turned it on. And I could not stop uh, laughing. It is so incredibly funny. And you can find it on Netflix right now. Netflix. Very good. Not Disney Plus. <laughs> okay. I guess we're down to my yeah. number one. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bill Hicks' Revelations. There's a, uh, okay. Bill Hicks has a bunch of really good stand-ups, but I think Revelations for me was one that changed my mind on a lot of things. Uh, it's, again, one of those ones that it's more of a philosophy 
uh, talk that almost in a uh, comedy, but it is so incredibly hilarious. Uh, this this stand up is so is so famous. There is a section of it that uh, Tool the band took a section out of this and put it at the beginning of one of their songs. Uh, and if you know anything about Tool, they're very deep, like dark kind of uh, music. And to add this at the beginning, one of the things is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, uh, I'd recommend this to anybody. Bill Hicks Revelations came out in 1993 before he died. I, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. Bill Hicks, I don't think I have seen one stand-up by him. Believe it or not, Fro, after he died, or I guess once Alex Jones got famous, he's the person that everybody claims uh, is Alex Jones. People okay. say that Bill Hicks faked his death and then is doing kind of like a uh, a fake a fake himself and that he is actually Alex Jones uh, and didn't ever really die. That's like a rumor. Right. It reminds me of uh, that comic uh, from A Man on the Moon uh, played by Jim Carrey that everybody thinks is uh, alive as well. Right. Uh, well, yeah. well, I can't remember his name. Uh, right, I know who yeah, you're talking yeah. about. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's shouting their, <laughs> their answer to, to, to the podcast. He was in! He was in! Andy yeah, Kaufman. Man, right. Andy Kaufman, yes. Andy Kaufman is alive. Yeah. All right, you got any uh, honorable mentions, bro? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, um other than that, I was uh, I made uh, a special one just for Norwegian comics, and I was like, nah, let's not include any Norwegian comics. But I I, I could mention some Norwegian comics, I I guess, uh, but you wouldn't have heard of any of them, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, I got some, I guess. Uh. Jim Jeffries 2009 special I swear to god Okay uh Pat Oswald 2009 special My Weakness is Strong if you remember that one Oh yeah uh, let's one. see any other ones Chappelle uh Dave Chappelle Killing Him Softly which is from like 2003 yeah. I believe um mm. Yeah I think that's about it Wasn't Wasn't that his big comeback it was right. Uh, it was either right after the Chappelle show or during the Chappelle show. I'd have to look that, that up. Me say uh, some uh, movies this week. Um, I've watched a movie that I know that you watched uh, because you said you didn't really like it. I watched In the Shadow of the Moon. Look. Oh right. Okay. Not not because you especially liked it. I think I liked this better than you. I told you I uh, I was cleaning the house at the time. I, re, I like I was paying attention, but only halfway. <laughs> so I mean, I I, okay. I I got the whole I got the gist of everything, and but maybe I'm not the best person to be judging it. Maybe you saw it better than I did. Okay, but yeah, uh, it's about this very mysterious female serial killer that nobody can explain. Um... Uh, I will give it a seven and a half out of ten. I, I, I think I liked it that much, actually. Hello, Felix. Um, yeah, yeah. 
I just, I think last week when I said the biggest problem I had was how predictable the ending was. Oh, it's super predictable. Right. <laughs> it was like in the first five yeah. minutes of the movie, I was like, oh, that's, uh, this is what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, can we talk a little about In the Taller Grass uh, look? Because it's based on a very shitty novel by Stephen King and Joe Hill. Is it? Uh, Joe Hill being... Uh, yes, uh, be, Joe Hill being the son of Stephen King. Right. Uh, I read. I read the novel, and I found that one of the in, most incredible, boring shit stories I have ever read by Stephen King. All right. And I loved Stephen King. So when I saw this was coming to Netflix. I will tell you right away, my expectations were really, really, really low. That makes sense. But what did you think? Yeah, what did you think about this horrifically shitty movie? I mean, I didn't have any expectations going in. I just saw, I didn't even, I just saw this new movie coming out, new horror movie coming out, so I didn't have any expectations. It uh, doesn't really have any huge actors. I mean, there's one guy in it that I've seen in a few things, but it's not like there. Uh, I was going into it going uh, having any expectations as to the acting either, let alone the storyline. Right. So um, overall, when I went into it, I was very, uh, what, clean as to what it was going to be. And... I don't know what it was when I was done with it. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you what it is, Luke. It's the happening. It's the happening in uh, in in, is it in new new clothes. Yes, it's totally that. I don't. I mean, it's got clothes. happening elements just because of the uh, the grass, the wind, but yeah. the happening never had demon possession and. Giant spiritual rocks that are somehow re like that are an allegory to the church somehow. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, okay. I don't. I wouldn't compare the two as far as like the storylines go. I was wondering when I was watching this what other people in other countries think about Americans when they see these horror movies like Children <laughs> of the Corn and things like this. Like, do you wonder why we're so afraid of uh, plants? <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I would like an answer to why we're so afraid of plants, too, because I really don't... I'm not afraid of plants, personally. But it seems like from the horror movies, you got Children of the Corn, we got The Happening, we have this. Uh, I could probably yeah. think of a million others which, where it's like, why are we so afraid of plants? But uh, it, uh, it, uh, what amazes me is, like, the, okay, yes, I think the book is one of the worst Stephen King has ever written. And I think the movie is worse. I think they they brought all the bad elements of the book into the fucking movie. I, and I was like... <laughs> the thing was, this is it's very symbolis, symb symbolistic, where it's trying to like right. symbolize these things. And it's like, I get what they're going for, but it just it doesn't yeah. land. You know what I mean? It doesn't land. It doesn't work. And it seems yeah. like the angle they were coming from is very weird angle too. It, I don't know. There's some kind. It's it definitely an allegory to the church and things like that. If you, right. you know, they come from the church at the very beginning, go into the grass. Like you leave the church and you're you're left lost 
is kind of what I got from it. Is, is that what you were right. to understand? Right. So, um, in that sense, I get what they were going for. I just think it was kind of silly. But in that sense, it's not silly enough that I would be like, oh, go watch it because it's so dumb. It, it's funny. Either. No. Right. No, no. It's it's just... It's mi- middle of the road bad. Boring. Yeah, what would you give it numbers-wise? Uh, I gave it to three. That's exactly what I gave it. So, yeah. I mean, uh, Rotten Tomatoes yeah. gave it a 40%. So, even they're pretty close to what we're thinking. Yeah. Uh, I also saw Joker, but we will talk about that a little later. But, uh, war. <laughs> what is it good for? Maybe a trailer. A plane. Is this alone? <laughs> okay, there's a dude on a... the wing of a plane jumping onto another plane. So this is Mission Impossible. It's Indian Mission Impossible, yeah. Oh. Totally. There's no subtitles for this trailer. No, not, not at all. But she did at the beginning say a few English words. <laughs> Why did they blur out something <laughs> in the trailer? What happened there? I don't I do remember that. Did he just say Did he say taco leftovers? Delicious. <laughs> this is definitely mission impossible. I love okay, how this, Indian yeah. movies, action movies, are so always so over the top. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I really want to see this. Funny enough. Oh, Fast and Furious now. Yeah. All of a sudden. I guess it's like two super, you know, famous, uh, hot Bollywood men. And they're against each other. That's like the big thing it's looking like from this movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like one's the good guy, one's the bad guy. It's game over. Wow. Oh, Jesus Christ. This trailer. Everybody needs to go see this trailer. It's, <laughs> it's so filled with everything. <laughs> oh my God, now they're <laughs> ripping their shirt shop. Oh, this is so funny. Oi! Oi, Second of October. So, look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Right, well, let's see if I can find a better description, but it says, The biggest action entertainer of the year will see both these incredible action stars push their bodies to the limit to pull off never... Seen before death-defying action stunts that would keep you on the edge of your seat. War is set to be a visual specta- spectacle for quintessential action cinema lovers. Uh, right. <laughs> so oh. let's see if we can get like a description of what the actual plot is. Okay. Uh, Khalid, an Indian researcher, uh, Indian research analyst wing agent, is assigned to emulate. Uh, eliminate Kabir, 
a former soldier turned rogue who mentored Khalib uh, two years before. Right, okay, so it's that's what it's about. It's like one guy went rogue from the agency, the other guy uh, has to track him down, but the guy who went rogue, you know, trained him, and you know how it's going to end is the rogue guy was right and the agency was bad all along. That's how it mm-hmm. ends, bro. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, you spoiled it. Yeah, it has uh, very famous actors in it, and I mean, I I I think I've seen all Hadrik Roshan movies and Tiger Sharok movies. Of course. I mean, who hasn't? Who hasn't? Who hasn't seen all those? Well, I mean, there's probably these are probably really really people love these movies. I I want to see the last one that we saw. That had one of these yes. guys in it, but not the other one. Uh, it's got 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 93% of Google users like the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to IMDb. Uh, there I found Vishrock Libra that said Blockbuster on cards, flame emoji. Hadrik Roshan just stole the show. His entry is worth the whole ticket price. Dance battle was great. Oh my god. Cool. Uh, who doesn't need a dance battle in the middle of the movie, right? It's a, yeah, in your action movie. Makes sense. Yes. Uh, like Tiger action sequences. Kudos to Shidek Anand for handling such high-budget movie and making it one of the best action movies in Bollywood. It's all-out action entertainment, and that's liked by everyone. I went to the Facebook. Uh, Deepak Deepu says, first half super, second half lagged, uh, and not and not a good story. 2.5 out of 5. I see that film yesterday. Uh, Hithric is an amazing look. That's what it says. Uh, Matt Zanile says, Wow, best movie ever 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. A real a real Who says, Unable to understand how people throw waste money on dubious works, copy work of Bollywood. This is, if this film is an original work, then this world I am available in is not a real world. <laughs> uh, Felicia Shippies uh, gave it 1 out of 10 on IMDb and her uh, or that person's headline is scenes copied from Die Hard Another Day, Mission Impossible, Broken Arrow etc. Zero character development, zero tension lousy scripts and awful songs wow. beware of fake reviews a lousy attempt to be Ultra cool action flick with a boring script, tedious acting, unnecessary bright colors, and there's done that action sequence. The lead actors are uh, introduced in a pathetic slow mo style. Uh, the hand to hand combat is awful and tedious. Shot chase sequence is ridiculous. The on is badly choreographed and a, and a big lull. All this makes uh, this a what-the-fuck movie. In today's time, when you have money, many options, Amazon Prime, Netflix, 
uh, and most Hollywood films uh, dubbed in Hindi, Talugu, Timli, I think the audience from uh, the Russian side cannot be taken for granted. Better watch Family Man, Bard of Blood, or Joker, or Hobson Shaw. <laughs> it did kind of, that one scene looked just like Hobson Shaw. Uh, Samreen yeah. De Baneth says, fully action-packed movie. It is far better than Saho. Uh, Herthrick played a superb role with Tiger. Uh, smiley face. Mm. So tell me about another movie that came out this week called The Joker or something like that. Some something Joker? Yeah, I've never heard of it. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, it got sixty nine percent. That's funny. It's got nine nine out of ten on IMDb, sixty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Forever alone in a crowd, failed comedian Arthur Fleek seeks connection as he walks the streets of Gotham City. Arthur wears two masks: one he paints for his day job as a clown, and a and the guise he projects in the futile attempt uh, to feel like he's part of the world around him. Isolated, bullied, and disregarded by society, Fleck, be Fleck begins a slow descent into madness as he transforms into a criminal mastermind known as the Joker. Mm. Yeah, there has been some before controversy about this movie. People talking about there having to be uh, police at the premiere and things like that. At the theater, You said right. there were... Yeah, you said there were two movies that you had seen that before on... Well, I worked in a movie theater for, like, eight years. I worked in a movie theater. Right. And at least at, at the two different chains that I worked at, I only saw two movies that ever had, they had to, they, it wasn't that they had to, I'm pretty sure it was that they were racist, that they uh, brought in security guards. The movie theaters brought in security guards for the Tupac movie, when it came out, and mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle's Block Party, believe it or not. <laughs> wow. That's the one where I went... Hmm, this shit's racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I saw Joker this Monday. Um, I'm going to say that I have to put this movie into two separate files. I will first talk about Joker and Phoenix, and then I will talk about the movie. Because Joker and Phoenix in this movie is fucking one of the best role equitations I have ever seen in a movie. Okay. I just wish it was in a better movie. Because the movie itself, I would give a 6 out of 10. But his uh, role, I would give a 10 out of 10. So when I came out of the movie, I felt very, like, split. Because I, I thought his... His, his role adaptations are one of the best roles I have ever seen, like, in, 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 in any movie. And it's, that, that makes it so strange that I didn't like the movie as much as I, I, I didn't, because I, I feel like it was two separate entities, almost. Like, he was, he was there doing a role adaptations 
in a bad mo- movie, I, I would say a, a six out of ten just for the movie is a, is a bad movie. So uh, when I when I landed on my score, I gave it a seven and a half because I, I feel like he did an awesome, awesome role reputation, and I do think he deserves Oscars for this. But it, it, I wish it was in a better movie. I I just wish there was some 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 other script because the script is 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 awfully lame very predictable and i'm every time we we talk about batman stuff in in this and related to that universe it's done extremely lazy and very apropos and very like out of context so i felt like joe the joker uh, was almost not in his own fucking movie, and that kept me out of it. It, it kept me out of it because I, I, I do think his his role reputation. And then you can say, oh, but Fro, you gave his role a ten out of ten. Why then can you say it was a bad movie? That has to do with the script. It has nothing to do with his acting ability. Do you understand the difference between those things? Are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah, of course. A yeah. basketball do- so a basketball I'm, team I'm... doesn't win a championship with one player. Right. Yes. Even though that player is the best player in the world. Right. If you put them out there by and themselves, that, that... it's it's not going to win. <laughs> they're going to they're right. against a whole bunch of other people. Right. And that, and, and that that's what what I I I feel about this movie. It's like it's 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 the best player on on the basketball court, but it doesn't matter when uh, the rest around him fails. You want to hear what common so, sense media has to think about this? Yeah. Uh, under positive messages, it has a it has two out of five. Uh, perennial condemnation okay. of the rich and powerful who do nothing to help the downtrodden get on their feet, if not for their selfishness. Uh, a monster like Joker could have been avoided, but while the movie disparages hate, anger, unk- and unkindness, it does not necessarily promote kindness, love, or generosity. Also, connections between mental illness and criminal acts or behavior is troubling. Mm-hmm. I don't agree. I guess so. I mean, is that is that suggesting there are zero connections between any kind of mental illness and violence? Right? So... I don't think right. that's a hundred percent necessarily true what they're saying there, but no. uh, I'm surprised that they gave it a two out of five from Common Sense Media for yeah. positive message, just because of all the right. things I've seen in the news lately. Right. I mean, it's got a five out of yeah, five no. for violence, you know, as far as yeah. how much violence yeah. is in it. Right. Yeah. Four out of five for language. Right. Three out of five for sex. Yeah. Like I said, I I I I, I wish. He was in a better movie because he his role is 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 one of those things that I think we will talk about for many many uh, years to come. I I think his role reputation is that good. Uh, I I I'm not fucking kidding you. And that that then it feels very strange that he is in this uh, very badly written movie. It could have been the editing. Who knows? Uh, I, yeah. 
But I mean, the controversy around it is the thing we haven't covered. We talked a lot about the movie. What do you Mm -hmm. think about the controversy? I I think it's bullshit, to be honest. Well, you've seen it now, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I, I think the darkness of this movie and how how it portrays uh, violence and things, it's... uh, it is very clear that the person that's doing this is out of his mind, coke or crazy. So I'm not. I I, I don't think it's uh, glorifying uh, violence at all. At at all. One of, uh, the other thing they say is it's like a, a movie that uh, promotes incels. That like being an incel is a good idea, or like it's a positive. An incel. Right. You know what that is? What, what is an, uh, no, what's involuntarily an celibate? Is it, I'm surprised you've never heard of this. It's like these online oh. groups of people of men who are they ne- they d- never had sex, but not <coughs> uh, by their own choice. They hate women because they won't have sex with them. Oh, this movie doesn't hate women at, at all. It's a very uh, I, won't I think the idea the is that it's a loner who's all by himself and society has shunned him and that's the way incels see themselves and a um, lot and people connect the school shootings and stuff to incels for some reason I, I don't know why exactly there might be evidence of that but then they connect this movie to the school shootings or like shootings at movie theaters and then they connect incels uh, to that and so they're connecting incels to the movie does that make sense I understand yeah right no that's just Stupid. A jump in logic, maybe. Yeah, I, because it's about someone that's clearly mentally ill. I mean, that's one of the things that I like the most about this. Is it's like uh, his portrayal of 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 uh, sickness, mental uh, health sickness. I've 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 been to a mental hospital. I know everything about that. So I I, I I I thought it was very right. freeing to see somebody going down the path that they did in this movie, uh, being betrayed as so as fucking insane crazy. So when you see common sense media having a problem with the, them showing mental illness in this light, what do you think about that? Right, and that's stupid. Stupid. Okay. I I I I think. But yeah, seven and a half. I'm not amazed. It's it's. I I I thought it would be better than it was. Well, there's but, one thing you can be positive about this movie. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say that means absolutely nothing because uh, it got me a lot of money for my mon- movie bets. For our mo- for sure. monthly movie bet, yeah. Let's go check out how much it actually did make in the opening weekend. Of course, our monthly movie bet. Me and Fro split up the movies for the month and whoever gets the movie in their bracket that has the most money in the opening weekend wins uh, for the month and Fro is starting Ooh. off with a bang with 96.2 million <laughs> for Joker. Yeah. Good luck beating that with Maleficent or something. Right, exactly. I don't <laughs> think that's happening. Um, yeah, unless something really crazy happens that like promotes the shit out of one of these movies like like i don't know uh woody harrelson dies then maybe it will make you know what i mean that could happen i guess it's always possible oh my god 
what if he, he dies tomorrow and people listen to this podcast? You will be the number one subject. <laughs> right, or number one, uh, yeah. yeah. Suspect, I mean. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. Not, yeah, not subject, suspect. <laughs> it's almost the same. <laughs> hey, look, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Because I know what you are doing this weekend. Do you? I don't um, know what I'm doing this weekend. Are you are you a hundred percent sure that you don't know what you're doing this weekend? Tintin, the movie that we are definitely going to watch before. Uh, oh, that we yeah. Talk. We'll probably end up watching it yes. like on Monday. Uh, because maybe yes. Because I'm busy all, all all weekend. But um, I think it comes out Friday, right? The the it new does. Breaking Bad movie. What's the name of it? Breaking Bad movie. Uh, El Camino. Yes. <laughs> a car name. The car movie, right. Car it's Cars Three is is what it's gonna cars, be. Cars, cars three. <laughs> I think maybe there will be some more violence <laughs> hopefully <laughs> this, this, this to do first car movie. Wasn't there already a first uh, I think there might have been a Cars three already. I don't even remember. I do think yeah, I do think you what Cars movie thing. are they on? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up and you, you continue. The, so this is Cars 4 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really, really, really looking forward to this. And uh, uh, they also have uh, a small uh, opening in cinemas. Uh, I think that's mostly because they maybe want this movie to be uh, Oscar nominated. I, I think that's uh, a good sign for how uh, how good this movie is that they are confident enough to show it in movies. Uh, yeah, I mean it's I mean it's also profit as well, but um, sure, and just being able to promote their movie. But I think it we'll see if it's up to that level. They're putting it out at the time of the year where it's going to get attention for the Oscars and things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, we, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we invite you to, to, to see it on Friday, because I will tell you now, we will spoil the fuck out of that movie on Wednesday. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it'll have been out for almost a week at that point, but yeah. Right. I'm, I'm just warning people that they should see it now, <laughs> so we don't get any complaints about it. Hey, do you have anything to plug? Because I have actually something to plug. Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go get a free trial and a free book. Mm-hmm. Check out uh, that wrestling show now with Morfro, where we're definitely going to talk about uh, the most fantastic pay per view in the whole fucking world Hell in the Cell, because it was so amazingly fantastic. Oh, we didn't so talk good. anything about Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Uh... No, wonder why. <laughs> Could it be because of that ending made no fucking sense whatsoever? Uh, I got in partway through, and I didn't think any of the pay-per-view was all that great. I mean, it was. It felt different. Like, there was a couple of things that felt new about it, as far as, like, the different wrestling factions that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, certain things, it felt very 90s, but all in all, it didn't feel like that special of a show. 
Yeah, and that ending match where everything was red inside the ring and the ring was red and the ending being a shit ending that I have ever, never, ever seen. It was amazingly bad. Amazingly bad. But yeah. Uh, also check out Sharkspawn. Uh, it's a podcast about South Park because South Park is back. Yeah. Did you hear they banned uh, South Park in China? I know. And it's kind of funny because the week before they did that, uh, the episode was called Banned in China. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yes. Weird. <laughs> so they actually did... Uh, yeah, they, they knew that they were going to be banned. But they spelled banned differently, of course. Right. I, th- yeah, they probably had gotten notices and stuff like that uh, or already before the news right. knew about it. That's probably true. And also, uh, I mean, they made fun of the Chinese prime minister. Nobody fucking does that, so... <laughs> I mean, Mina the Pooh is illegal in China. That's saying something. Oh, yeah. Uh, anything in the Jeremy round? Anything else that we didn't talk about? Uh, uh, we talked about the Roseanne podcast. Uh, no, I, I don't I don't think I really have anything else. There's... Uh, Oblivion? Who, who Oblivion? Is, what, is, what is that? Oh. Uh, 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 a child molester uh, on uh, YouTube. Uh, there have been made so fucking many TV or, or videos about him. I haven't seen day. anything about this. Oh, okay. Okay, I will send you some some clips of, of it. But uh, yes, he's clearly one of the most atrocious people <laughs> on, on YouTube. Uh, tricked girls to do uh, things that I didn't want to do and things like that. Right. And uh, it was very clearly that he has done this. Uh, one of the most atrocious people. Yes. Oh, Sorry? I saw uh, uh, today Hillary Clinton said uh, some in some response to Donald Trump. He said Donald Trump was saying something about Hillary getting back into the into the it well getting into the race, getting into the 2020 mm. race, and she said. Something about uh, don't make me or something like that. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, another Joe Rogan thing that we didn't mention that he had a, another UFO guy there that said he had seen UFOs and talked about how... And he was very... Very good at talking because he was uh, a military guy. Did you see this Joe Rogan thing? I saw parts I, I of it. The last one, yeah. yeah, I saw a few of them. Yes, uh, I didn't watch. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I just watched some of the clips. Yeah, and I it was very interesting. Very interesting. I think. I I think that's everything. Yeah, I mean, is there anything else in the news that we missed as far as, like, things that happened in the news? Not really. Yeah, I, I don't feel, think there was. Uh, I mean, next week is going to be the debate, 
So we're going to cover that in the news yeah. next week because it's going to be on Tuesday. And so the next day, it'll be super fresh in our mind. So that'll be nice instead of having it be a week later. It, it was it will be very good. I'm I'm very looking forward to it. Uh, who's showing it, by the way? Oh, I don't even know. I'll look that up while, while you continue. Maybe, maybe it's CNN or one of the big ones. Yeah, another thing that I I, I find very interesting is is how much uh, videos there there is about uh, DIY like do it yourself things on YouTube. I went through a rabbit hole of of like t- people saying that you eat different foods wrong. Like or how to peel an orange? Oh my gosh! Right <laughs> this is so silly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah, did you look it up? It says uh, co-hosted by New York Times and CNN. So I'm guessing it's going to be okay. on CNN. Okay, I think that's uh, everything. Uh, what are we going to talk about next week? Well, I can tell you that uh, our main title topic is eugenics. Eugenics? Uh, is that how you say it? Eugenics. Eugenics. Yes. Eugenics. And what is eugenics, Luke? Uh, it's basically like institutionalized racism. Uh it, it says here, a movement that is aimed at improving genetic composition of the human race. Historically, eugenic ag- advocates uh, select uh, are for selective breeding to achieve these goals. Yeah, Hitler was very into eugenics. Right. That's uh, saying something. Uh, we will do Undone, episode 5. Please, please, please be better. Uh, we will uh, do another digital uh, review of Jexy. I'm going to guess that movie is about a girl called Jexy that has problems with uh, dope. Has problems with dope? Okay. Uh, I I don't know. It sounds like some kind of a robot, right? So I'm guessing it's some kind of robot movie. A robot Ah. named Jexy. Right. Okay. Uh, Then we come to what has become one of my favorite things to do. Yes! Uh, what we're going to talk about in the news next week. Three things, Luke. Uh, let's see. Um, we're going to talk about the debate. Oh, wait, we're, we're definitely going to talk about the debate. Um, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> some kind of new species of animal is found. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some kind of overthrow of a government somewhere in the world, probably. And... What's another one? Uh, a guy gets lost somewhere in Canada. Those are my three guys. <laughs> a guy gets lost in... Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to guess that... Vince McMahon... tries to buy EAW. Uh... I will guess that Donald Trump makes another attempt to buy a, a place that he has no right to play. Uh, and I will guess that it comes out the dirty secret about 
iPhones because they make you gay, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they tried to cancel. Uh, did you hear this? That they tried to ca- cancel Mr. Beast. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. Some well, his editor oh. was talking crap about him, but then they found old videos of him saying the exact opposite. So it was just ridiculous. Yep. yep. Stupid motherfuckers. Okay. Uh, what's your name? My name's Luke. My name is Fro. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.